live just yet. First of all, let's talk a little bit. So, how how's everything going with you guys in ter- in France in terms of the lockdown? And maybe you could go first, Leah, and then we could ask the girls and they could answer too. Okay. So, I just want to say, you know, comment ça va au niveau du du confinement, tout ça, comment ça se passe? Donc, il veut que je je réponds en premier et après, du coup, ce sera à votre, à votre tour. OK, les filles OK. okay. Um, so, well, I can't complain. I can't still train and everything is good right now with me. Um, uh, I'm safe. My family is safe. My friends. So, yeah, yeah I can't complain. It's, it's weird now, but, well, this is life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How about, how about the, the other two? How is... How is training going now that they're in lockdown? No, no, Sam, ça va. Vas-y, Sam. De mon côté, j'arrive à m'entraîner correctement, donc j'ai aucun souci. J'ai réussi à récupérer du matériel, et euh, toute ma famille et mes amis sont euh, vont bien, sont en sécurité, donc c'est le principal. So she can still train knowing me and she is thankful because everything is safe to uh, with her and her family, friends, etc. Sam? Well, um, my friends and family are safe too, so uh, <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> I'm confined to uh, 500 miles from my home, um, but uh, I'm, I'm happy. So um, I remember when we were in Sweden, and who was who was the coach that was talking to me? I know his Instagram handle. Oh, Pana, Pana Pana, that's right. And he pulled me aside, and he said, "When we were in Sweden, we were walking by in one of the hallways, and he's like, hey, man,' he introduced himself to me." And he was like, listen. Yeah, he's a huge fan of you. Yeah, well, yeah, thank you. And I'm a fan of his now. Because, um, I mean, <laughs> he's doing a great job in, in France. It's crazy right now what's happening in France. Everybody's talking about it. And he was like, listen, listen to the podcast. I'm a fan of it. And I heard the preview show for the World Championships. And he was like, you guys have no idea what's coming from Europe. And I was like, really? He's like, trust me. You're going to be surprised by the end of this World Championships. And then everyone knows what happened. And the Europeans and the French team did amazing. And then since then, oh my God. You know, you broke the world record for the 63 class. Everybody's talking about Samantha coming up at 17, doing a 496 kilo total in, in the mock meet. Yeah. Naomi takes the, the European championship in the 52 kilo class. I mean... And, and everyone's wondering what's going on in France. How? Because because it's, it's it's you three are lighting it up, but it's, it's even just more than you three though. What is what do you think it is? Just recently, it feels like in the last year in France, it's just blowing up for powerlifting. Have you guys noticed that? Has the national championships just been more people showing up, or what do you guys think it is? Um. So I started powerlifting like four, four or five years ago, and it was not really um, so much known like a sport. And now there is more and more people coming and training and and training good, like 
uh, with RTS, etc., mm. and having coach. And so I think it's just because it's really new in France that uh, it's why we are coming so much right now, um, because it was not a popular sport uh, before, and now it is. Uh, so I think there really will be more French people coming uh, in a few years, in the next years. Yeah, okay. What about, can you ask these girls how they found powerlifting? Euh, du coup, il demande comment vous avez connu le powerlifting. Et en fait, il a, il a dit que genre euh, les Français, on arrive en, en masse de plus en plus, euh, et genre surtout sur euh, depuis l'année dernière. Et euh, donc, du coup, bah, tout ce que vous en pensez, quoi, de tout ça. Euh, de mon côté, tout en même je pense qu'il y a une grosse évolution euh, dans le powerlifting français. Euh, dû notamment euh, à des plus jeunes coachs. Euh, avant, en France, on était entraîné surtout par des personnes qui étaient plus âgées et qui euh, utilisaient des méthodes anciennes d'entraînement. De, euh, Alors, attends, nouveau... je serais... Nono, c'est moi, après, je peux oublier. <rire> um, so, she said that powerlifting is a very new sport in France and before it was like old coach, um, who were coaching and now there is more new coach with new methods so it it changed it's game changer yeah yeah, yeah. continue um, moi ça fait trois ans que je fais de la compétition et euh, je suis arrivée euh, sur le sur les podiums internationaux euh, grâce euh, bah, justement à Banayotis euh, parce que c'est quelqu'un justement qui s'intéressait aux méthodes euh, RTS pour l'entraînement. Euh, ok, que... attends, je, je traduis. Non, non. So she is um, doing powerlifting during uh, since three years, and um, she went to international very fast, very quickly, um, because she was trained with an old. Um, an old trainer, like, mm -hmm. to, yeah. and she moved with Panayotis, and so it was a game changer too. Hmm. And how about you, Samantha? How did Samantha find Panayotis? <laughs> <laughs> je, je vais le faire en français. <laughs> Lady can translate. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to do my best. You're doing good. You're doing great. Okay. You're doing great. <laughs> <clears throat> Euh, alors, qu'est-ce que je pense du coup de l'évolution un petit peu Ouais, euh, du... comment t'es arrivé au power toi aussi Ouais, ouais bah, comment je suis arrivée au power Là, je vais faire en, en anglais, mais euh, ce que je pense du coup d'avancer des, des Français euh, à l'international, euh, bah, je, je pense, ouais, comme, comme a dit Nono, que c'est dû euh, justement euh, au, au, changement, euh, au changement de méthode euh, qu'il y a eu ces dernières années, euh, que ce soit au niveau de l'entraînement, même de. Ouais, de, 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 de l'approche tout simplement du, du, du sport. Peut-être, ouais, tu veux peut-être traduire. Euh... Okay. <laughs> uh, so she think exactly the same that me and Noemi like. Um, it's mentality who changed about powerlifting. Like before, it was only old people, and now it's more younger people, younger coaches. So it it changed everything in powerlifting. How much How much do you guys think? Because obviously there's like like a language barrier in between France and a lot of English English speaking nations. That when in terms of like coaching staff, a lot of the coaching services out there, like Juggernaut, RTS, the Strength Guys, 
they're, I mean, mainly English speaking. So when it comes to finding out the new training methods and the new stuff that everybody's using, when they go on social media, they see it and they understand it, they can read it, and everyone's sharing this information. <clears throat> but when you're from France, and you, if you don't speak English, or you do, but it's you're, some of it's complex and difficult to pick up, do you think that it needed somebody to just be able to do both, speak English and French, and there's a bit of a barrier there? And now that some of you guys who speak both languages are catching up, and starting to learn these different things, you brought it to France, and now you guys are catching up. Do you think that's a bit of it as well? Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, French people were not so good in English. <laughs> it's true. But uh, we, know, we learn English at school, and most people are able to read it and understand it. It's more speak who is uh, complicated when you are not used to speak English every day or things like this. But most of us, we understand it and we can read it easily. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it changed everything about in France. And um, is Pena, is he coach for, does he coach all you guys or who does he coach among you? Uh, Pena coached me and Naomi and about town, she's alone. She coach, she's by her home. She took coach to tell yeah, by her home. And does he, but they train together sometimes? So he's still kind of in the picture? Yeah, they train. Uh, so Sam is not at home. Uh, she's with Pana because uh, if she were, if she stayed at home, she would not be able to lift. So she moved with Pana and her girlfriend um, to be able to still lift. Oh, wow. Du coup, je lui ai dit que t'étais, il demande en fait pourquoi t'étais avec Pana. Du coup. So she's all in. <laughs> She, she moved just to keep training. Yeah. <laughs> that is all it. So, Penna, is Penna a pretty big influence then? In terms of, um, even if not coaching, for him to, because he was initially with RTS, was he not? Yeah. Right. He coached with RTS method. So, was he one of the first, you think, to kind of bring in some of the, you know, American training styles and interpret what's going on and then start spreading the word to um, the rest of France and catching people up? Because there seems to be a yeah. common, he's he, like a common he guy. Is, he is one of the best and um, known lifters and coach in France right now. Yeah, sounds good. And, he's uh, very great. Yeah, and how is it like... For um, Samantha, since like at 17 years old, with everything that's going on right now, and, and everyone's just getting all excited about it, has her, how has her life changed in the last year since she's been hitting all these, all these big numbers in the gym and in competitions? Did she understand? You, you gotta tell her what I said. Ah, okay. Andrew, tu demandes qu'est-ce que ça a changé pour toi le powerlifting depuis un an parce que tu as genre t'as fait des des ou des world records et tout et donc qu'est-ce que ça t'a apporté qu'est-ce que ça a changé parce que tout le monde en parle etc. Ben c'est tout nouveau pour moi. C'est tout nouveau pour moi. Du coup, je suis un petit peu dans le dans le feu d'action encore parce que parfois je prends pas assez de de recul sur sur ce qui m'arrive mais c'est pas grave, hein, j'avance et, euh... et ouais, je me laisse emporter, ouais. Je me laisse emporter par la vague et euh... bon, on verra bien où ça me mène. <rire> um, so, it's totally new for her and she doesn't know really how to handle it, so she just 
focus on her and 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 do <laughs> yeah it, is it easier almost that because she speaks primarily french and she doesn't speak uh, primarily english that it kind of pulls her away from the podcast the repost the hype you you almost cut it off automatically like a lot of times lifters in the u.s they pull away from social media when they're going up to a big competition because it puts pressure on you, right? It's difficult. And sometimes it's a blessing maybe for Samantha, who's only 17, if she doesn't even fully get what people are saying because people are so excited and people are saying like, oh my God, if she was actually getting every single one of these comments and it hit her, it might be like, oh wow, that could be a lot of pressure to live up. Yeah. Uh, Je traduis, Sam, c'est bon? Oui. Can you repeat, please? Yeah, 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 for sure. Does she think, does it make it easier that she doesn't even necessarily understand all of the English media that's talking about her so that way she can uh, shut it off? Il demande, est-ce que uh, ça te facilite les choses de pas... Uh de pas comprendre ou de pas forcément regarder tout ce qui se dit en anglais sur toi parce que ça t'enlève une sorte de pression en fait mmh, euh, non parce qu'au final je, je, je comprends assez bien l'anglais quand, quand, quand je le lis et puis j'ai aucun mal j'ai aucun mal à l'écrire mais euh, c'est vrai que je vais pas chercher à savoir ce qui se dit sur moi si je le vois je le vois si je le vois pas tant pis et puis euh, que, que, comme dit je, je vais pas me mettre de pression euh, par rapport à par rapport à ce qui se dit sur moi justement mais euh, voilà, si c'est positif, ça va me porter euh, <laughs> un peu plus haut sur, sur, sur la balle. Mais sinon, ça m'en reste pas So, she, even if she doesn't speak English right now, she understands it and she, she is able to read it and understand oh. it. So, um, she is not looking for uh, read everything, but if she, if she can, if she find something she will read it and it's okay but um and if it's good she's happy and if it's not like she doesn't really care yeah really see it's look i'm at my age even still sometimes i don't like reading the comments i don't know about you leah like i'm i can't imagine if i was 17 when i was 17 we didn't have social media and everything that we got now mm. and it's so weird it's got even even though we do So few 17-year-olds will ever be in a position where you're a teenager, still a kid, and you're like, man, when I was 17, oh my God, right? She is so much more mature than I was. But yeah, she that, is. Right? Yeah, you were actually telling me that for 17, she's super mature. And, yeah, um, she is. I can't tell. <laughs> and um, I couldn't imagine being that young and having people all over the world reposting me, talking about me. And, and putting, you know, all this hype on me, you know, I can't even imagine it. Like, how, how grateful are you that it came to you? Because you're 27. How grateful are you that it came no, to you? No, I'm 26. But you're turning, you're turning 27. I'm not 27 yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. 26, 26. <laughs> But, I'm um, going to have stories soon. I'm like, oh. <laughs> You look 22. You look 22. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm trying to back it up. Um, but how grateful are you that it came to you when it did at 25, 26? Like, how do you think you would have handled it at 17? 
to be honest, I don't know. I, I don't know if I will have been able to handle it that much. Like, because even if I'm 26, um, there is some comment sometimes who hurts. Yeah. Um, so, but well, I, I'm sure you are just like, okay, fuck. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Fuck it. It's true. Yeah. It's some people, some people go into the comments and say things they would never say to your face. Not Yeah, sure. And not even because of a confrontation, I think. I think they wouldn't say it because they would actually see you're a human. And it's like, you'd feel bad if you had to say it to someone's face. But when it's just in the comments, you're just like, whatever. It's like when you're in a car yeah. and someone cuts you off and you light the person up. You know, you're, you're yelling at them in your car. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. It's, it's easy to say something in social media. So, but... It is what whatever. it is. <laughs> Ask Naomi, when she moved up to 52, um, what was, why, why did she make the move from 47 to 52? Because it was obviously a good move. Because <laughs> it's worth <laughs> it. He said it was a super good choice to because it worked from 52. But ask why you went from 47 to 52. No, no. Du coup. Euh, parce que le régime de, devenait de plus en plus compliqué. Euh, après les championnats du monde, j'ai pris environ 4 kilos en 2 jours. So, to be on weight was harder and harder each time. Yeah. And for example, after World Championship, she just took four kilos in two days. Oh, wow! Ready, Nono, continue. Parce que je me suis tellement privée pour être à 47 kilos qu'après la compétition, je mange vraiment beaucoup. Et euh, du coup, après, j'ai vraiment eu du mal à perdre ces kilos-là. Et j'ai voulu me tester grâce aux Arnold en 52 et j'ai vu que ça avait bien fonctionné. Et du coup, je me suis dit, bah, pourquoi pas rester à 52 kilos Et pour l'instant, j'y suis bien, donc je compte y rester. Um, so, she loves to eat. And... Fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, merde, du coup, je sais plus. Um, que, que j'avais du mal à descendre après les championnats du monde à cause de ma prise de poids et que aux Arnold, yeah. je me suis So afterwards, it has been hard to come back to 47, and so she did the Arnold to test in 52, and when she saw that she was good in 52 to just stay in uh for europeans and now she thinks she will stay in 52 yeah i mean four kilo in two days that's like close to 10 pounds her body wanted to move up and you you were so much stronger sometimes when you intake food people often want to cut just because you think oh well i'll be bigger in that weight class but calories yeah. is like calories can really impact your your strength does um do you Are you cutting it all to make 63 or you, do you just make 63 comfortable? Me? Yeah. Um, uh, so, some people ask me that because they see that um, I'm getting stronger and they're like, oh, you are moving to 72. No, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm light, like I'm a 50, uh, 65 kilos. So yes. uh, I, wake, I wake up for um, word, uh, word for international competition. Uh, I wake up, I water cut. Yep. Uh, but well, easily, so yeah. yeah. 
No I'm, I'm fine for the moment in 63. Does Samantha have to cut the 63? It demands that you cut for a 363. It depends on competition. Okay. That depends, right? <laughs> Got you. Um, coming up in France, who are some of the, the girls or guys that they followed and they look up to in powerlifting that were kind of their role models? <laughs> so, so when they were when they got into powerlifting, was there any was there any other lifters that they look up to that they follow for inspiration or motivation, whether it be in France or around the world, some lifters that oh, they okay. like to follow? Les inspirations qu'on a euh, dans le monde du power. <laughs> tu veux commencer, um, Je sais pas. Euh... J'ai pas vraiment d'inspiration, je trouve que tous les athlètes, enfin, moi ce qui, qui m'impressionne le plus, c'est les athlètes qui n'ont pas forcément un gros niveau, mais qui s'entraînent aussi dur que les athlètes internationaux. Donc moi c'est surtout ça que je, que, qui m'impressionne sur les autres athlètes, après les athlètes internationaux qui m'inspirent, j'en ai pas vraiment en tête. Ok, so, um, for Noemi, like every athlète inspire her, she doesn't have really international athlètes. Uh, like even someone who is average can uh, inspire her. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And how about Samantha? My favorite athlete is the Priscilla Bavwell. Oh, <laughs> wow! <laughs> I knew it! I knew she was going to say that! I knew she was going to say that! I was. I didn't know it! I'm fucking surprised! <laughs> oh, wow! How do you feel about that, Um, oh. I'm shocked, but I don't know. Qu'est-ce que tu les fleurs, Léa C'est parti Did we just have a moment We just had a moment here. We're all going to start crying. Oh, wow, yeah. Bless your heart. Oh, no, no. Yeah. I'm too emotional. No, you know what? Listen, it, it is, I mean, I know what it means where when you first, I was just a year ago that we first started talking, Leah, and before we did that podcast episode and before you went to the world championships, a lot of people didn't know about you and your story outside of France. And then since then, when we did that podcast episode, so many people around the world had reached out and said, you know, I'm glad that episode happened because they didn't have the, you know, they didn't have the connection there to some of these lifters in France or some of these lifters around the world. And then when they heard your story, how inspirational your story is, um, people are like, man, I'm so glad that you had that opportunity. And now you might not realize it, but, you know, when you show up to the world championships and you start showing up to European championships and you're breaking world records and everything you've done and how far you've come, some people are going to look up to you. Some people are going to be draw inspiration, right? And um, more than just, you know, girls of France, there are guys from U.S. who are like, holy shit, if she could do that, if she could overcome everything she's been through, you know, it's got to be, it's got to be, um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's difficult to find the words to express what it feels like to hear stuff like that. 
Championships in Belarus for sure. If it happens, yeah, 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 okay. we are we we go. Yeah, and do you think, in terms of the world championships, I mean, the sixty-three kilo class is absolutely stacked, you know. And, and are you paying attention to these other girls as well with their hitting? Because it feels like in the open, at least, it is so close. You know, it's it's uh, in terms of you, Sam Calhoun, um, Gara from Italy. You know, does it make it, Are do you think that you guys all together converging makes it so, like, do you pay, first off, do you pay attention to what they're doing or do you try not to pay attention because it makes it easier? Uh, um, so I follow, I follow Carol Aguera because I know her since I'm, I, I began, um, actually. It's the first European championship I ever set in Goodlift. Uh, it was with her because it was I was a junior still. It was my only my only year in junior I did, um, and my first year of powerlifting. And so I watched her and I was like, oh my god, she's so strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was already benching like 120 yeah. uh, kilos in 63, and as a junior, I was like, so yeah, I, fo I follow her and um, she doesn't post so much about her training. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like to watch what she does, but not like, oh, she do that. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Just because she's kind of inspiration and I have a lot of respect for her. Mm -hmm. um, and about Samantha Kaloon, uh, I don't know her actually. Uh, and no, I don't watch what she what she does. I don't really watch what people do except when I know the people and um, and I follow them. Uh, but I just focus on me and what you have to do. Like it's you you can you can see people oh they are doing that they are doing that. But what matters is what you do you on the platform and what not what people do other people do. Sir. Yeah, you know what? Like talking to you. Um, on messages sometimes you are incredibly positive you and you you like refuse to view anything negatively you know we've talked about yeah, that I'm, now. A, I'm very very positive people yeah people, person all the time <laughs> you're like even if you're going head to head with somebody in their competition you're positive about them and you're like cheering for them because it's the way you look at it where it's like it doesn't matter what they do it doesn't change what I do I'll do my best and whatever happens, happens. You know, you don't wish yeah. any bad upon anybody else regardless. No, never, 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 never. Um, I think I do pull lifting and for sure, I think every pull lifter wants to be a world champion and win, but it's not really one matter to me. If I win, I win. And if I don't win, I don't win. I just want to be able to fight on the platform, do my best, uh, be, uh, but one matter for me, it's, be a good person, yeah. be a good people. I love human and it's what's matter to me first. Because before I'm a lifter, I'm a human, so. But as, I don't know if it makes sense what no, I just it say. Does. <laughs> it does, because it, um, it keeps things in perspective. Because powerlifting is just a sport, it's not you. How you do in powerlifting yeah. isn't, isn't you in life. 
Like if you're a great power lifter, mediocre power lifter, it doesn't change who you are. So take yeah, a Yeah, exactly. Like there is some power lifter. Um, I, I respect them as an athlete, but I won't respect them as, as a person because they are shitty. <laughs> um, right. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> but even if you are not an international, international power lifter, but you are a good pe- person, I will like you. Like it's what who you are before what you do on the platform who matter to me. Can I also say, I'm glad I just pulled this together and got a question out there because I almost started fucking crying when Samantha said what she said too. That was, I've never in my life started crying on this podcast and that, I was this close. My eyes started watering. I'm like, oh shit, she's going to make me cry. Wow. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm glad we turned that around and we did it together, Leah. <laughs> Because that would have been tough. Um, can you ask Naomi if she follows other lifters that she competes against or if she prefers to not and just do her own thing? Alors, est-ce que tu, est-ce que tu follow Nono des gens qui sont dans ta caté? Est-ce que tu regardes ce qu'ils font ou juste euh, pas forcément et tu t'en, tu t'en fous? Non, je suis. Je regarde un petit peu ce que les autres athlètes font dans mes catégories pour savoir euh, où j'en suis par rapport à She follows um, and she compares herself to to her niveau. Do you say niveau? C'est surtout une source de motivation et pour être amie avec elle, pour avoir des relations avec d'autres lifters. She likes to have relation with other lifters, like friendly, and um, it's kind of motivation for her to see the other lifter too. Mm. Is it difficult if there is a language barrier between you guys and the other lifters when you show up at like an international competition? If a lot of these other lifters all have that common language English, does it kind of feel like you're isolated when you show up? And it could make it feel like you can't bridge that gap, if that makes sense. Like you can't, it's tough to be friends and you want to, you don't want tension, but you also Don't have, you don't have the skills to break the tension by talking. So it, it kind of makes it, it'll, it'll make a little more tension like that, but it will also make you guys feel closer because you're all in the same boat together, right? Yeah. Uh, donc, en, en gros, il nous demande est-ce que quand on va en compète internationale, ça nous pose problème par rapport à l'anglais parce que tout le monde parle anglais euh, genre en mode euh, on veut pas non plus euh, paraître ennemi mais on a, on a envie de se faire, enfin, de se faire euh, ami avec les autres mais est-ce que ça nous pose problème du coup cette, euh, cette barrière de l'anglais euh... bah pour moi forcément, forcément parce que j'ai envie de discuter avec eux j'ai envie de, euh, de pas paraître froide et, euh, et au final j'arrive pas à parler anglais avec eux donc c'est, euh, c'est peut-être euh, peut-être que eux à l'extérieur ils ils pensent que je suis quelqu'un de pas aimable, alors qu'au final, c'est juste que j'arrive pas euh, à parler avec les personnes. Donc, euh, on se dit bonjour, mais c'est tout. So, it's hard for Naomi because uh, even if she wants to speak, she doesn't speak English. So, it's hard for her because maybe people think she is cold or uh, not a nice, peop- nice person, but she is. It's just that she has this buyer and she, she can't speak with people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And how about Samantha? Does she find the same way in terms of, you know, because you could see people on social media and you might want to say like, hey, you know, I follow you. How you doing? And talk to them. But you can't. 
So then you're kind of like, I don't know how it comes off. Just kind of like Naomi said, where you're like, it might come off differently than you want. C'est pour toi, Sam. <rire> oui, je sais. <rire> Alors, que tu ah, euh, du coup, c'est pareil, c'est la même question pour, pour Nono, en fait. Est-ce que euh, tu est as cette barrière euh, quand on est en compète internationale pour parler avec les autres et tout euh, Oui, forcément, parce que bah, j'aimerais, comme, comme, comme Nono, discuter avec eux, euh, etc. Mais euh, j'essaie de parler anglais. Je suis vraiment ridicule, mais <rire> j'essaie de parler anglais. Et parfois, je et au final ils comprennent que dalle. <laughs> so, uh, she's like no, I mean, she, but she tries to speak English, but she says sometimes I speak and they don't understand me. Is it? That's almost worse. That's almost worse because you could you could be like you could be like all right, fuck it, I'm gonna try, and then you start, and then when they start talking, like oh shit, I can't do this. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. halfway in the conversation, you're like, oh, shit, this was a mistake. And you're like, what do I do now? Do I fake it? Do I pretend I know what you're saying? Or do I just, like, walk away halfway? I'm sorry. I gotta stop. I don't know what the fuck you're saying. And you kind of just, you know what I mean? I can almost, I've been in that situation before myself where I'm like, you know what? I took French immersion. I, I should be okay. And I started a conversation in French. Once they start talking, I'm like, oh, shit. Well, this isn't good. I'm in trouble. <laughs> it kind of is what it is, right? Um, in terms yeah. of what, what sports did these girls do before they found powerlifting? Quel sport on a fait avant le powerlifting? Moi, rien du tout. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing for Naomi. She was not into sport. Okay. Alors, j'ai fait, euh, fait de la gymnastique pendant 7 ans, du coup. Pendant, ouais, pendant l'enfance, pendant 7 ans. Euh, j'ai fait du Krav Maga pendant 3 mois. C'est moi. <laughs> <laughs> so, she did gymnastics during 7 years and uh, some Krav Maga during 3 months. <laughs> What did she do for 3 months? Krav Maga. Oh, shit. But... What? Really? <laughs> alors comment vous avez rencontré le powerlifting du coup um, Moi ça fait trois ans, Mon, je me suis inscrite dans une salle de sport et euh, le gérant de la salle de sport euh, était un entraîneur de l'équipe de France euh, junior et uh... c'est comme ça que c'est venu euh, progressivement. Uh, so she just went to the, the gym and the owner of the gym was um, one of the head coach, French head coach, international. Um, and he found kind of um, potential in her. Mm. So this is how she started. And three years is pretty quick to make it. Yeah. Oh, yes. She's at already European <laughs> championships. Did she, what, like, did she find that It's almost happening so quick, it's hard to, like, get her head around it. Where it's like, oh my gosh, this just happened. Like, it feels like 
Like for me, I, I wasn't aware of some of these lifters coming out of Europe, maybe. But so I didn't really see you guys coming like this. But not only just for herself, but for all of France, does it feel like it's happening really quickly? Like all of a sudden, one day you're training and you're competing at a certain level, but just you and your friends know. And then all of a sudden, the whole world is reposting and talking about the French lifters. You know, what kind of impact is that with Naomi? And does that change the way she's approaching it? Does that change her where she's like, well, I feel a little more, a little more pressure. Is there, is there any change on her end because of the attention now? Alors, le fait que du coup, ça a été aussi rapide en trois ans et tout, que tu es devenue championne, tout ça, tout ça. Est-ce que le fait que tout le monde reposte, euh, parle de toi, etc., est-ce que ça t'a mis une, une sorte de pression ou, ou, ou est-ce que ça t'a changé ou des choses comme ça non, pour moi, le powerlifting, c'est euh, une passion. J'en ferai jamais une priorité dans ma vie. Donc, c'est vraiment quelque chose que j'aime faire. Et si, euh, euh, si ça devait s'arrêter du jour au lendemain, bah, ça n'aurait ça aucun impact sur ma vie parce que je n'en fais pas une priorité. Et euh, donc, si ça se passe bien, tant mieux. Et si, passe, si ça se passe pas bien, bah, tant pis. <rire> ouais. um, so... Well, lifting, she's passionate, but it's not a priority in, his li in, in her life. And that um, if someday it just stops, like, it, it doesn't, oh, it wow. won't do anything in her life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wouldn't impact like that. I did yeah. notice, though, um, when she won the European Championships, she broke down and started crying, though. So it still meant quite a, enough anyways. Did she... Was that the biggest moment in powerlifting so far for her? Was the European Championship win? Est-ce que ça a été parce que il, il se rappelle sur le podium quand t'as pleuré en 52. Donc est-ce que ça a été un des un de tes plus beaux moments euh, dans le powerlifting? Du euh, ça a pas été le plus beau moment, mais ça a été une compétition assez dure parce que c'était ma première compétition internationale euh, en 52 et personne ne croyait en moi. Et forcément, j'avais une petite pression et j'avais envie de, de montrer de quoi j'étais capable, surtout qu'on était deux Françaises. Et, euh, et c'était vraiment une belle compétition avec une, une, un bon esprit. Et euh, j'étais vraiment très contente de, de gagner ces championnats d'Europe. De, Donc, c'était plutôt la pression qui, qui retombait, le fait que, de se dire, euh, bah, vous n'avez pas cru en moi, bah, je vous prouve le contraire, je pouvais le faire. Uh, attends. <laughs> so, um, it's not one of her best, best moments because uh, it, it has been a hard competition for her because there were two French lifters and the way that she moved in 52 um, and it was her first international, real international uh, competition in 52, nobody was believing her. And so it has been a kind of hard time for her. Uh, so she just cried because she was like, fuck, you didn't believe in me and, and I fucking did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that relief. It is, Yeah. it is like, it's, it's funny. I, it's weird how sports are like, you know, it's, it's not like you guys are saying, it's not going to impact who you are and change your life. And it's not necessarily if I win this, I'm a different person. You're the same person, just like you guys are saying. And that's good to have that balance where it's like, if I win or lose, I'm still me. Right? And anyone who cares about me is still, still going to care about me. Anyone who doesn't, whatever, right? But when you put so much on the line and you walk out there and you, and you feel that nervousness and you're like, oh, wow, 
this is the lights are on. It's that sense of relief when you actually make it, that setting of the goals, hunting that goal down and competing at an international level like that. You know, it's, it's, um, it's hard not to get emotional sometimes, right? Does she think about now that she is, there is more attention? I mean, you just saw when Samantha said she looked up to you, what it felt like. Does she think about that, how there could be somebody watching Naomi right now and, and she's a girl from France or anywhere in the world and she's like, I seen how she came up from 47 to 52. I seen her win the European Championship and God knows what Naomi is going to do at the world. She's meddled at the world's. Does she think about how other people might be watching her and taking inspiration from her? And she, she is that source of inspiration for them? Ah, Qu'est-ce que tu penses du fait d'être euh, que tout le monde va regarder ce que tu fais euh, à Monde, du coup en 52, <rire> euh, et que tu peux être une source d'inspiration pour les gens et tout enfin, Qu'est-ce que tu penses de tout ça du coup euh, déjà, j'espère qu'il y aura des championnats du monde. <rire> so, first, she hopes, like, she hopes um, where championship happens. <rire> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <rire> yeah. Euh, sinon, c'est vraiment tout nouveau pour moi, donc, euh, en 52. Donc, je ne sais pas du tout de quoi je serais capable. J'ai une grosse différence entre mes entraînements et la compétition avec la Alpe. Donc, je ne sais pas du tout de quoi je serais capable. Et euh, le fait de savoir que d'autres personnes, je peux être leur source d'inspiration, bah, c'est vraiment très flatteur. Et, et, euh, et j'aime partager mes entraînements, j'aime partager ma philosophie de vie, parce que justement, j'espère motiver ces personnes-là à, à atteindre le haut niveau également. So, um, attends, tu peux répéter ce que tu fais, You're doing great. You're doing amazing. Believe me. Believe me. Yeah, it's, it's because when she speaks too much, I'm like, fuck. It's I don't a, remember the beginning. It's okay. It's okay. You can ask, you can ask for certain pieces again. It's okay. You're doing great. En, en gros, tu peux dire que je ne sais pas trop à quoi m'attendre au championnat du monde parce que ça va être... Enfin, euh, c'est tout nouveau pour moi dans cette catégorie, donc je ne sais pas du tout de quoi je vais être capable. Euh, J'ai une grosse okay. chance entre mes entraînements et ma compétition avec la hype. So she doesn't know what she will be able to do in 52 at World because there is a difference between her training and her, her in competition with the hype. Mm. Um, and the fact that other lifter can um, be inspired by her, uh, she's very touched, mm. very, very touched. And um, can you ask Samantha, because she's 17, so is she still in high school at 17 in, in French? Yeah, she is. Okay. And what is it like when you're 17 years old, going to high school, do the other kids in her school know that she's like worldwide, people know about her, and, and how is it different now, the, the kids, how do they react to her, and what do they think about that? Ça, du coup, il te demande le fait que tu sois encore euh, étudiante, enfin étudiante à, au, au lycée, euh, et que maintenant euh, tu es euh, une athlète internationale et tout, que tu as des world records. Qu'est-ce que, qu que ça a changé euh, par rapport aux autres les, Comment les autres te voient au lycée et tout enfin, Est-ce que ça a changé quelque chose euh, Tout ça. Euh, alors, je reste assez discrète là-dessus. J'en parle pas tellement. Euh, euh, qui ne savent pas bah, pas tous. <rire> du moins, je ne suis pas sur tous les toits, donc euh... okay. la majorité ne sait pas. So, most, most of the other students, she doesn't speak, and so they don't know, but teacher does. Do. Teacher do. Ouais. Du coup, les, 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 les professeurs sont vraiment super impressionnés, c'est assez gênant. 
Тя. It's not a team sport, so if that's the type of person you are, you're good. But then um, if all of a sudden, real quick, you're like, oh my God, I'm really good at this sport. And people all over the world are talking about me all of a sudden. You show up at school and people are like, hey, are you a world champion? <laughs> you're like, what the fuck happened last weekend? <laughs> it's like, did you win the world championships last weekend? And it like, um, it's like your life can change in a weekend and then from there every time you post you get reposts and um i mean yeah it's kind of a little you don't have control over it right and all of a sudden people are coming up to you talking to you. they know you but you don't know them that's a weird experience yeah. have you have you, yeah, very have you weird. felt that too leia where sometimes people know you people start knowing quite a bit about you but you don't know them and it's kind of weird you're like man i'm just a little yeah I'm yeah just, it's very weird like um When I say, well, I started, I started my Instagram not so long, long ago. And like now I'm, I have more and more followers coming and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Because you realize actually that they know you, but yeah. you don't know them. And yeah. they know more about your life than you do about, about their life. So it's yeah. very, very weird. <laughs> it's, um. It gets, yeah, I know what you mean. So it gets weirder and weirder because when you show up at the World Championships, it's going to get more and more like this every year. When you show up at Worlds, there will be people who listen to these podcasts. There will be people who hear your stories and, um, and you can impact them and you don't even know it. And then when you see them, it can be overwhelming when, like, for instance, like what Sam just told you, and you're like, holy moly, you don't even think about that in your day to day. And um, yeah. it takes you back. It's good. It helps balance out, like when the comments, if some people have bad things to say in the comments, you don't even know how sometimes you can impact people who are watching. So you carry yourself a certain way and be like, you know what? People could say what they want. I'm going to carry myself with my head up because I know for some people it means a lot. Yeah. It, um, it's impressed me sometimes how many messages I can have and receive from people I don't know and telling me, oh, I want to be strong like you, uh, you impress me, you, you motivate me, and I'm like, <laughs> okay. And sometimes they, sometimes they make me cry. Like, I receive messages, I cry, literally cry <laughs> with my phone, and I'm like, wow, this is so powerful, and it's meant so much for me. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's just wonderful. It's just yeah. wonderful. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. I'm very, very touched yeah. on that. Is, um, I want to ask also Naomi about, because um, she was into like some of those martial arts and like grappling like judo and stuff like that. How did she get into that stuff? Because I love like, like the UFC and judo and stuff like that. Like, yeah. I love like grappling or whatever. How did she get into that? Because I seen her at, I think it's European judo championships. She was volunteering. Ouais, du coup, il demande euh, comment ça te fait que tu poses des trucs de judo et tout ça. 
Euh, déjà parce parce qu'il qu est un gros fan. <rire> <rire> Mon copain est professeur de judo. Il enseigne le judo. Et euh, parce que... So, he, attends, oh. his bo her boyfriend is a judo teacher. Oh, okay. I don't know if you say that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. Et, et parce que j'adore les sports de combat. Euh, j'adore ça. J'aurais... She loves fight. Uh, she loves fight. Uh, fight sport, combat sport. Fight yeah. sport. Yeah, she loves that, and she she would have liked to do that actually. Oh wow! Do you think? Do. 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 Ouais, je pense quand le, quand peut-être le powerlifting sera passé, le haut niveau du powerlifting sera passé, je pense que je me mettrai à ce sport parce que j'adore vraiment le, le jiu-jitsu brésilien, c'est des sports que j'aime beaucoup. So, uh, when powerlifting will be over, uh, internationally speaking, she thinks that she she can be able to switch à this kind of sport because she really love it. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. And her boyfriend's a powerlifter too, right? Yeah. Mais il est blessé. Like he's hurt. Ah. He's in pain. Does it make it easier to be with somebody who's also a powerlifter so you can train together and, and work like that? Est-ce que c'est plus facile d'être avec quelqu'un qui fait du power et toi parce que enfin est-ce que ça facilite les choses d'être avec quelqu'un qui fait du power? Euh, pour moi oui beaucoup. Que déjà c'est euh, quelqu'un qui m'a qui me soutient beaucoup euh, dans mon sport et qui a d'énormes conseils donc euh, il me conseille sur mes entraînements sur mon alimentation sur mon mindset en, en compétition donc euh, c'est vraiment un plus pour moi uh, she say that yes it helped a lot because um, he is here for her uh, he is uh... He's showing a lot of support and he helps her with training, diet, etc. So yeah. it's very helpful for her. Because they would to they would understand that way. Like it's weird, powerlifters. I mean, we we get so attached to the numbers that we're chasing and um, in our performances, and we only compete like two, maybe three times a year at most. So a lot of people don't fully understand, and it's not like seasons where. You know, we stop training. We train all year round, and it means a lot. Mm. You know, so if you're with somebody who totally gets it, it helps. I've been with both, and it's a big deal to have that. How about Samantha? Um, does her girlfriend powerlift or no? Est-ce que t'as un petit copain, Sam? No. Est-ce que ton copain no, est un powerlifter? <laughs> no, okay. And is it easier now? Um, because does she think? Previously, did she have a coach? Did she used to have a coach before? Where I had coach, but uh, but I stopped the coaching uh, since three months or four months, mm. uh, and I feel good uh, alone. <laughs> Sounds good. That's it right there. Wow. Um, so because of that, because at 17, I don't think I could be able to. Like, is it tough to? How does she make her own program? Does she pick her own numbers? Um, is it RPE? How does she make Comment tu fais tes programmes? Ah! <rire> um, alors, du coup, je, je, alors, je note toujours mes, mes séances, mes programmes, mes ressentis, euh, si j'ai échoué, si j'ai pas échoué, mes changements techniques, etc. 
je note tout ça tout au long de l'année. Du coup, j'ai juste à reprendre euh... en fait. Euh... Ouais, vas-y. <rire> So she write down everything, the way uh, all her program, uh, the way she feels, if she fail or if she succeed all the year. So she just um, came back to take this program. En fait, elle a repris ces programmes-là sur. Enfin, ouais, là, je, je regarde, je regarde tout ce que tout ce que j'ai fait et puis je reprends ce qui a fonctionné. Euh, je j'enlève ce qui n'a pas fonctionné, etc. Puis j'essaie d'ajuster en fonction de en fonction de, 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 du temps, en fait. Okay. So, um, uh, she, wrote, she wrote that when she was coached, um, and she just picked what what's, um, what's worked, mm. and uh, try to do, to, to do it again. Mm. Um, and what didn't work, just adjust a little bit. It is, like, that's the biggest thing when it comes to programs is, Like collecting the data. So you write down the numbers you hit and you're like, okay, well, this felt like an eight out of 10 for me. And you, you stay on that course. It's all about collecting data and you know yourself better than anybody else knows you in terms of how you feel. So over a bit of time, it'll help. Um, the big thing when it comes to it, coaching yourself would be if you start getting excited and picking numbers on maybe a little too heavy, And you don't have that person there to be like, hey, man, that was a little, so we're getting a little heavy now. You might start peaking soon. Or, mm. or if you have someone even just to watch the form, like does, does she have someone there, like perhaps Penna, who can watch the form and, and give little advice, even though she, she's her own coach? Does she have someone like that? Je te il demande euh, le fait d'être coachée toute seule parfois euh, genre tu peux aller un peu trop enfin euh, te hyper un peu trop et mettre une grosse barre et que tu as personne du coup pour te rappeler là là c'est peut-être un peu trop ou aussi euh, le fait d'être coachée toute seule que tu as personne pour corriger tout ce qui est technique alors du coup il te demande est-ce que tu as quelqu'un comme euh, pa comme Pana pour te euh, bah pour te dire, euh, te donner des petits conseils ou te dire des trucs euh, pour ajuster quoi. Euh... Tu peux répéter s'il te plaît Je voudrais commencer par le <rire> Alors du coup, et, euh, il demande est-ce que le fait parfois que d'être coachée toute seule euh, ouais. de te coacher toute seule tu merde je sais plus attends tu, ah. tu peux mettre genre, tu peux mettre genre une grosse barre ah. mais t'as personne pour te pour te dire là ouais, peut-être là que t'abuses un peu trop genre là c'est un peu trop ou tu vois euh, et euh, le fait que t'es est-ce que t'as quelqu'un comme Pana qui peut qui corrige ouais. tout ce qui est technique alors euh, c'est le danger hein. c'est vrai que c'est dangereux parce qu'on a souvent tendance à se fier euh à son ego plutôt que plutôt que que qu'à qu qu un esprit rationnel mais sometimes it can be hard to say it because um, you have your ego like you want to go heavy and you have to stay rational mm. yeah exactly mais, mais, mais j'en suis consciente du coup ça ne m'arrive pas <rire> Je But you know... Euh, maintenant, que, euh, maintenant que je me coach toute seule en fait, de pas overshoot, de respecter le plan parce qu'il y aura personne qui pourra me rattraper derrière quoi. 
So she pay really attention to that, not, um, to be the more rational possible, um, because she knows that now she is not coach anymore and she is by your home. So she really pay attention to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, is it you know watching her videos is funny because like she's she's seventeen and the progress is so quick. And it, fe it feels like sometimes when I see her videos and she hits a big deadlift and she like jumps up like three feet in the air and she's so excited. It's almost like she can't even believe in herself how quickly this is happening. How quickly like her, her 496 a few years ago would win her the world championships and she's only 17. We've never seen this before in powerlifting ever. And we've had, we've, in, in, in the 63 kilo class, We've had people like Jen Thompson, who are like some of the greatest powerlifters of all time. Uh, Jennifer Milliken, who won like the, you know, some of the greatest powerlifters of all time. She won the best lifter at the world championships in 2017. And she's in the 63s and she's not hitting that either. Like it's, it's just insane. And, um, and when you see her, it looks like she's like, holy shit. I don't even, I can't even explain it. I don't even understand what's happening right now. Just like everyone else watching is like, like I have people... Yeah. I have some of the biggest powerlifters, you know, reaching out being like, what the hell is going on with this girl? So my, I guess my question is, when she goes in the gym and she's hitting these numbers, is she also like, holy shit, what is happening? How is this possible? It's happening so quickly. In T'as des powerlifters genre Jennifer Thompson et Jennifer Millican qui sont là depuis super longtemps, qui ont été des world champions et tout, et qui sont en 63 maintenant. Enfin, ouais, qui sont en 63. Et, euh, et qui font même pas ce que tu fais, en fait, et que t'as que 17 ans et tout. Et que, du coup, euh, comment toi, tu te... Et que genre en fait le fait quand on voit tes vidéos, on a l'impression que genre toi-même, t'y crois pas, quoi. Genre, euh... <rire> et du coup, euh, en fait, qu'est-ce qui se passe dans ta tête à ce moment-là, genre quand... Quand tu vois qu'en fait, bah, tu as, as fait un putain de truc, quoi. <rire> um, it's simple in my head, I don't have limits. <rire> yeah, I believe it. I believe it. It's like, um, after you hit that squat, when she did her mock meet, uh, and she did 496 kilo, after she hit her squat, it looked like she was like, oh my God. She was like, you know, like, like what is happening right now? And it's almost like... Um, Yeah, I mean, to an extent, everybody has those days where you're going in the gym and you feel like, holy moly, every week I walk in there, I'm getting stronger and I don't know where the limit is. To an extent. But for her, it seems like sky's the limit. You know, like, like what, what is, it's happening so quickly, you can't wrap your head around it. And you're, um, I can only imagine what it'd be like in the excitement she has when she goes to the gym right now, where it's like, I don't know. I don't know what's next. Um, do you feel like that? And here's another thing that I get asked questions a lot for yourself, Leah, is people say, yeah. um, what do her neighbors think when she's deadlifting? <laughs> that's what, that's <laughs> like the number one comment is like, what do your neighbors think? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I actually, I attacked them, my neighbor from the downside and uh, yeah. next side. And you know what the answer? We don't even know when you are at home. I was like, really? really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they don't know when I'm at home. They don't hear anything. So, okay. Look, <laughs> if I knew you're training for the world championships, I'm from France. You got France across the chest. You got the tri star on your shoulder. I'd be like, go get him, girl. 
<laughs> and then go get him. Don't worry about don't worry about me. I'll be all right. You go get you go get that. Um, and, and can you ask Naomi how it feels that when she shows up, like now that this is all kind of happening for all you guys at once, which is a little bit unique. Like it could have been different if it was happening for just one of you guys. But how does it feel to be able to go to these international competitions, Team France, and all you guys are hitting at this level? Does that help knowing that you show up together and you're all at this top level together at the same time? Qu'est-ce que ça te fait? Enfin, qu'est-ce que t'en penses et qu'est-ce que ça te fait, Nono? Le fait que bah on a on est toute l'équipe de France euh, en même temps euh, au championnat du au championnat international euh, et le fait que bah on performe tous. Est-ce que enfin qu'est-ce que ça te fait? Est-ce que ça te motive ou des choses comme ça quoi? Euh, bah, je trouve ça super parce que déjà euh, on est une team donc on s'entend tous bien en équipe de France donc euh, c'est vraiment cool après le seul truc qui est dommage c'est que les open sont avec les open les juniors sont avec les juniors et les sub juniors sont avec les sub juniors on n'est pas tous mélangés on est, on est tous séparés donc c'est ça qui est un peu dommage mais sinon c'est une super ambiance et euh, même avec les coachs ça se passe euh, très bien um, so uh, it's attends je peux répéter le début <rire> en gros, tu peux dire que tu peux dire que ça se passe bien, qu'on est vraiment une bonne équipe. Uh, yeah. So she is very happy about about a uh, French team um, because we know each other and so and everybody is good with everybody. Um, and the only the only thing like um, she would change is that the fact that open is with the open. Uh, sub junior with a sub junior and junior with junior, but because we don't lift at the same time. So when the open lift, the sub junior and junior were are already gone back to ah, France. Gotcha. So this is the only thing like she would like to change because yeah, um, yeah. yeah, and it because it's it'd be nice if like uh, you're done lifting, you could be there for support for the person. But then yeah. if it's if it's too many days and it's international, people got to go home, so they miss it, right? And that's tough. Yeah. And that's tough. At least with you and Naomi, you're a little closer now, 52, 63. So she might still be there to help out. And it might, you know, it means a little bit when you, I know for myself, when you go to some place like Belarus, it's totally different. It's like, a, it's, it's like another world, right? You go there, different places in the world feel so, so foreign to you. And um, mm. it means something to look out there in a bunch of faces you don't know. And you see friendly faces. And it's kind of like, yeah. all right, we're in this together. We all feel the same way when you're walking around in the hotel room or whatnot. Because I remember you guys in Sweden walking around together. You know, you... Yeah, you yeah, yeah we... Um, and this is, this is one point where we are strong. We are very strong together. Like French lifter, all, um, all French international poor lifter. We are kind of friends. Like, we are a group together and yeah it's very helpful do you guys talk um in between how, how how close do you guys live together by the way are you guys close in france or or you or you're not the same city uh so i live in paris naomi is in trois so it's like two hours <laughs> two hours in paris <laughs> and samantha is in it's like Uh, five, five, six hours from Paris. Oh, wow. So you guys are a little ways away. Yeah. Do you guys keep in contact? Yeah. You do? Yeah. How often do you guys talk? 
Oh, we often spoke. Uh, I'm, I'm very cross with Naomi because we're all the same age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we speak with Sam too. Like. Yeah. And does, can you ask Sam if it helps having people who are older around that you could talk to them because it alleviates. Like I know, I got an older brother. So when I was growing up, he's two years older. Everything that was going to happen to me happened to him first. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they go first. So when something's coming your way, you can ask that person for a little bit of advice. Or you could, even if, you know, sometimes like I would find myself, even if I didn't ask my brother, I would watch what he's doing and I start mimicking the way he carries himself. I think we all do that. Like I would even have people in powerlifting when I first started that were a little older. And this sounds silly, but it's true. I had a dude that I looked up to him, Alex Droltz. And when I was like, he couldn't do no wrong. In my heart, he was like, he was the dude. You know, I, you know, you look up to him. Yeah, like, That's I my understand what you mean. <laughs> and he, he won the Canadian Nationals. Um, he won the Arnold Classic twice. And um, he was a guy to me. Like, you know, you, I look up to him. And then I like, when I got nervous, like I remember watching him from, from the crowd, him powerlifting and seeing the crowd and being like, holy shit, like being nervous for him, seeing him walk up to, to like the deadlift bar and the look on his face. And like, he was like, he was like the Terminator man. He was like so calm and cool. And I was like, holy shit, I would feel anxiety, but I'm like, this dude looks like it doesn't phase him. And going into the warm-up room and seeing him in the warm-up room, the way he walked around, you know, I was like, damn, man, I would like if I could be like that. So then when it became my turn and it was way lower level, I was like trying to when I walked, I probably walked nothing like him. <laughs> but I had him pictured in my head. You know what I mean? We're like, yeah. I'm like 30 pounds smaller, but I'm like, that's my mate. Like, that's how I'm walking. That's how I'm carrying myself. When I talk to people. That's how I would carry myself, you know, and uh, when I hit the platform and I was deadlifting way less weight and it was like a small <laughs> competition, I was picturing Alex like, this is how he carries himself. You know, this, this is what I'm going to do. And it's weird because it alleviated some stress. It made it like, you know, it kind of, it was like a buffer I had. But um, I guess my question is for, for, Samantha, uh, for Samantha would be, how much does it help having you guys who are a little older who go first. So even if she doesn't reach out, ask questions, you know, she's watching you guys, you guys go first, whatever you guys are doing, she can mimic and, and it helps to have those mentors in her life. How much does that help? Because if you guys weren't there and she just had to do, she was the first from France at 17. Oh. Holy shit. <laughs> and I'll let you take a minute. Uh. Cause I just ran on and talked a lot. <laughs> Sorry. <rire> euh, du coup c'est pour toi Sam euh, en gros il demande euh, le fait que par exemple Noémie et moi on soit plus âgés ou que ça soit Pana ou quoi que tu sois entouré de personnes plus âgées du fait que tu es 17 ans est-ce que ça t'aide entre guillemets parce que du coup euh, bah, on a l'expérience, on a plus d'expérience etc est-ce que c'est quelque chose qui t'aide et dont tu peux t'inspirer en fait ouais oui bah carrément Carrément, parce que déjà, vous avez plus d'expérience dans la vie, mais aussi, bah, du coup, forcément, dans, dans, dans le pouvoir. Et parfois, bah, vous êtes plus rassurant et rationnel que, que, que des gens de mon âge. Donc, ouais, c'est rassurant et c'est très rassurant. Donc, ça aide à être surrounded par d'autres personnes, parce que nous avons plus d'expérience dans le pouvoir, mais aussi dans la vie. Donc, oui. 
<laughs> it makes it a little easier. It's like you're yeah. right, for sure. When and you... say that we are more mature and rational than people at her age. So oh man, when I it's help. When I was 17, Jesus man, I, you could you could trust me to go out of the country. You know what I mean? I'm not coming back. Like it's, I don't know how Samantha's doing it. Or or if I was 17. <laughs> And I was doing what Samantha was doing, and I went to school the next day, and everybody knew who I was. Man, you couldn't get my hand yeah, in the door. I think there is a difference between girls and boys too. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> girls are. We have we have less ego than men. Way oh yeah, you guys handle it way better. Um, yeah, I, I find that too. Like you guys don't. Like, it's okay. Here's, here's what I noticed. In the big time with you, Leah, you're, you're really like this too, where if someone else is doing good, it doesn't take away from you. So you don't have to feel weird about it or feel like you've got to say, knock them down a little. And I think girls are way better with that, with the ego like that. Like, just because someone else is doing good doesn't mean you're doing any worse. But men, yeah. men for some reason... We kind of get weird like that. Like if another guy comes in a room, if you're in a room and it's just you and, and you're hanging out with just girls, it's different. I feel like we could be different. If another guy walks in that room, we're all, whoa, shit, what's, who's this guy? <laughs> we're all, we're yeah, eyeing it's each totally other different. up. But the funniest is when you see girls like us uh, who is doing more lift than men. Oh, who lift yeah. heavier than men. Yeah. They can't handle it. They no! Can't. <laughs> and it's fucking funny in gym. Yeah, how do... Yeah, no, you are so right. I think Samantha's ruined more guys' days than any girl, 17-year-old girl I've ever met. I mean, she could just ruin people's lives. If you have low, low self-esteem, do not follow her on Instagram. It's funny how some people are like... They come on there joking like, I was having a good day until I seen the 17-year-old girl just like... Destroy every lift I've had. Destroy my, <laughs> yeah. destroy my dream. I felt good about myself. Then I start following Samantha Eugene. Like, oh shit, there's people like that out there. This is this is a whole another level. Yeah. Um. What What is Samantha's goals for the future? Because she's still is she still when does she turn eighteen? Uh, in July. In July. On July. Yeah. <laughs> when, when, when in July is her birthday? C'est quand, quand son anniversaire en juillet? Ah, c'est le 17. 17. <laughs> oh, me too. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But I am in July. So does that mean she's going to be a junior at that point, right? Is it 18 Yeah, um, next year. It's it... encore une année en sub-junior, là. Oh, bah, je, je finis cette année-là. Yeah, it will be next World or next European Championships, like next year, she will be a junior. Yeah. Got you. So she's still a sub junior. Yeah. Holy freaking moly! Did she? <laughs> what? What? That's crazy for me to think about. But um, what actually? What is she going to? When she finishes school, what does she want to be? When she? This is so weird to ask this question. What is she? <laughs> What does she want to be when she grows up? <laughs> I don't think I've ever asked that before in this podcast. That but she fucking weird. I feel like she, if she was like 10 years old. I know. Old. It's so weird because she's 17. She's got, she's got a whole life ahead of her. I've never asked that question before in my life on this podcast. What do you want to be when you grow up? 
En fait, il te demande qu'est-ce que tu veux faire quand tu seras grande. Mais tu sais, la manière dont il le dit, on a l'impression que tu as genre 10 ans, tu vois. Il a jamais posé... En fait, il n'a jamais posé cette question euh, lors d'un podcast et ça lui fait ça. Du coup, il te demande en fait qu'est-ce que tu aimerais faire après, euh... bah, après l'école, du coup. Oui. Euh, alors, j'ai pas encore d'idées précises, mais j'aimerais beaucoup euh, allier du coup mon futur métier aussi <rire> <aussi> grande <rire> avec le powerlifting. <rire> uh, so she doesn't know yet, but she would like to do something in powerlifting after. Yeah. Well, the I job. Mean, here's the exciting part: when you're 17, when people talk about like powerlifting in the Olympics, and it's like, ah, oh, that could be so far down the road, we might not even be here. When you're 17, you'd be like, yeah, I might still be here. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm going to be here forever. Jen Thompson, Jen Thompson was um, like 43 or 44 and still winning world championships in 63 kilo. So Samantha yeah. could be here for like, it could be 2050. And she's still, I'm going to be dead. Yeah, I'll be dead a long time ago. <laughs> I will be already a fucking master. <laughs> That's right. You'll be a master. I'll be gone. <laughs> okay. I'm long gone. But Samantha will be in the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> when she wins the Olympic gold medal, I want her to give one of these to me. Be like, thank you, my man. I'm, re I'm re <laughs> Okay? And you'll be a master, and you'll be like, all right, good. You did good. <laughs> Does it? What are some of her, uh, Samantha's future goals? Du coup, elle te demande tes futurs objectifs. Oui. I think uh, my uh, vocabulary sheet. Oh, what's this? A diary? What's this? Um, no, my, my dream and my goal is to compete with uh, Lia, Garakarola, Tomasa Kaloun. In way. I got it. I, I, I heard that. Oh, so, yeah. would it be weird for her to compete, like... 17 is so weird to think about but would it be weird to be in the warm-up room looking around and there's 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 you there's sam calhoun there's gara how weird would that be for her to be like holy smokes this is these are my idols du coup il te demande qu'est ce que ça te ferait en fait qu'on se retrouve en 63 toi moi samantha calhoun carola gara etc pour une pour une compétition du coup à l'international c'est trop cool <laughs> it was very it will be very cool to say yeah I bet it would be it's weird how um, like very few people would be in that situation where like you're right beside your idols doing this you know and you look across the warm up room I've talked to some people it happens sometimes because you have people like Kimberly Walford or Jen Thompson who had been in the game for so long that you know you could watch them when you're coming up And then by the time you get to the world championships and you're in the warm-up room and you look across the warm-up and warming up there is Jen Thompson and Kimberly Walford. And it's like, holy shit, this is real. Yeah. This is, now this is me. Uh, I, uh, so last year was my first world championship as, as an Open. Um, well, it was my first world championship, at, actually. And oh, wow. I wanted to cry. Like when really? I see all the, uh, when I saw all these people I follow, yeah, and I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna cry. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. Oh my god. And actually, I I had to leave too. 
<laughs> I was not just like a spectator. And it makes me feel the same when I, I see um, so known pool lifter who follow me back. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, yeah. she follows me. <laughs> oh, she follows me. <laughs> I know what you mean. Where? And, I, and I can't even think like it's real because I, I, I was like going back um, in my memories, I was following them. They didn't even know who I who I who I was who I was. Yes. Yeah. And and like they know me. Like they follow me. They see what I pull. They see. I'm like fuck. <laughs> it's, it's. I totally know what you mean because I've been so I've been doing the commentary for the World Championships for like since 2016. So this will be the fifth. It never gets old, man. For people who don't know. And they think like, oh, you know, powerlifting's powerlifting, doesn't matter where you go. Or we've been to nationals, we have a pretty big nationals. Nah, man, when you fly to another country and you see people from all over the world, you would never see them in any, they're not even, they're on the other side of the world. When you show up and you're all there, international, when you're in an elevator and people are speaking four different languages in one elevator, you know, somebody's speaking yeah. French, Someone's speaking German, someone's speaking Swedish, someone's speaking English, and you're like, holy shit. And you see people wearing their national team colors, you know, and they're walking around, and it's like, and then you, when you hit the platform, and they got, for the IPF media team, it's a real TV crew. They went to Britain, yeah. and these dudes, it's, it's legit. They're following you around with cameras. You know what time it is. And you see people around the world who are breaking world records, etc., you man, you you're dead if you don't feel that. You're not living. If you don't feel holy shit, you probably shouldn't even be there. That's a moment, you know, where you're like, oh my god. And you see people. I know what you mean. Where um, if you follow someone and they follow you back, and you're like, oh, holy, she follows me. You know, that's I, I still get that after all these years. It's weird to me. I've been at the world championships, and it's still weird to me where if someone walks up and they're like, six back lapping at, and I'm like, holy shit. How do you know who I am? It's it never gets old, man. I hope it never gets yeah. old. If it if it became normal, I think it's it'd be messed up. I think it's better that it does that it never goes away. It, I think so, too. <laughs> when you get the butterflies and a little bit of nervousness, it helps to make you lift more too, right? Yeah. I would think. What is what is um does not how about Naomi? Does she feel that as well? Is she noticing now that she won the European Championships? more people are following her, people that on the international scene previously that weren't, bigger names are following her, because now, for myself, I'm reposting her more often, she's on podcasts and whatnot. Has she felt that as well? Est-ce que ça te fait, ou est-ce que t'as vu, Nono, quand t'as des gens genre internationaux, super connus et tout, des lifters, qui commencent à te suivre sur, euh, sur les réseaux sociaux Est-ce que ça te fait quelque chose Est-ce que... Euh... Non, pas forcément, parce que moi, je suis beaucoup de personnes qui ne sont pas forcément internationaux. Euh, en fait, je suis un petit peu comme toi, Mia, je suis les personnes parce que je m'entends bien avec elles, parce que je, je ressens que, que c'est quelqu'un de bien avec qui je m'entends bien, et pas forcément pour leur performance, donc euh, voilà. Euh, so... Attends, répète. <rire> euh, Mais... En gros, tu peux, tu peux dire que 
euh, bah, comme toi, que je ne suis pas forcément des personnes pour leur performance, ou... mais plus des personnes avec qui je m'entends bien, avec qui je... So she doesn't really follow people because of their lift or because they are very well-known. She follows people because she likes them and uh, sh uh, some because they know sh she knows them. Uh, so, well, not so much for her. Mm, gotcha. And how many days a week does do you guys train? If we talk about, uh, about training, what does like training look like for you guys? I train five a week. No, no, it's six fois que tu t'entraînes, je crois. Ouais, six fois. Six, six times for Noemi et Sam. Quatre. Ouais, je m'entraîne quatre four, fois. Four times for uh, Samantha. And how often do you guys squat, deadlift, and bench press in a week? Alors, combien de fois on fait du squat, bench, ou deadlift par semaine? Uh, so, me, I squat four times, I bench five times, and I deadlift two times. Holy moly, you squat four times a week? Yeah. Oh, if, I, if I could go for five times, I would do it. Holy shit! No wonder your squat's amazing. Does it um, does it rough up your body? Like, how does your? I guess your body adapts to it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm okay with folk squats. I like it really, and it helps me with deadlifts. Fair. I can't complain. And you? Um, so I. Once you said four times a week, I didn't even catch what you said for deadlifts and bench because I was like, holy smokes. Um, But, uh, man, I'm a, I'm, I seen you squat. I'm going to start squatting four days a week now. <laughs> oh, I got to up my game. Okay. Um, so, how, how, sorry, how often do you deadlift and bench press then? Uh, I bench five times and Holy. I deadlift two times. Holy shit. I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. I think anybody listening is like, I got to up my game. Do you do a holy? I, I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's too much, but it works. Nah, so. Hey, it's working. Don't change it. Don't change a damn thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. You got the IPF world record. I wouldn't change anything. Um, so do you, do you do other lifts like assistance lifts then? No, I don't. That's. It. I just do a squat, bench, deadlift, and I don't have any variation. Like just squat, bench, deadlift. Damn. It's working. Yeah, this is like the way I, <laughs> I like to train. It's working. How about how about the other girls? Alors du coup, Nono et Sam, combien de um, moi two squats, uh, bench every day, <laughs> and uh, two deadlifts. Oh, okay. And does she do assistance work as well? Est-ce que je fais des exercices d'assistance autres? No. No. Wow, this is pretty eye-opening for me. So that's a lot of squatting and deadlifting and bench pressing. Like that's, and just, and that's all you need. But it's working. And in, in terms of your guys, before we ask Samantha, in terms of like how heavy you guys go, is it just one day heavier in the other? Because you all, you have to do it very often. So do you have like one heavier day and the other days are just lighter and that's why you could do it so often? Um... Because it would be I, crazy to think you squatting heavy four days. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't gonna lie. I have high intensity and high volume every day on training. Like, every training is high oh, intensity. Really? Damn. Yeah, and high volume. Oh, wow. You're a machine. <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> I should do my best. Well, it's working. It's well, I don't, I don't like to say that because people critic so much. Oh, you don't have to squat so much. Oh, you don't have to go heavy so much. Oh, you don't, and I'm blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, 
okay, but it's <laughs> it's working with me, and I, I try different things before I I I do that. So it's like my squat, like oh, you have to open more your field because I'm very narrow stance, and I'm like, no, this is the way I squat. You could be like, so, you could be like, look it. If you look at the record book, who's got the name for the squat? Yeah, I, I don't like record, to say that. If you look it's, at the record book, who's the 63 kilo queen right now? All right, all right, I, I, all right. I, I don't yeah, like you, to say that. You, <laughs> if you were from North America, you would. <laughs> oh, that's a, oh, that's a I would people. never say that. Don't say that. I would never. It, in you know, like even even when people ask me about pull lifting, I'm like. I do that, I do that. I'd never say that, oh, I have a word record, I'll have that. I'm like, okay, I'll just do that. I, I don't like to say it. I don't know why, but... Yeah. Humble. Is, it, um, is that part of, like, French culture, you think, that people are more humble like that, or is that just yourself? Mm, I don't know. I, I ask the other girls. Est-ce que vous pensez que le fait qu'on soit humble, ce soit un truc français, ou juste uh, de notre personne? Je sais pas trop. Enfin, je sais pas trop, en fait. Non, je pense que c'est pas forcément français, c'est la personne, ouais. je sais pas. And Samantha too, it's us who are kind of humble. Like, yeah. I don't, we don't think that it's very French or, I don't know. It's weird because I'm Canadian, obviously, and people have certain things they attach to Canadian, like, Canadians are always polite, they're always nice. And I don't know if it's like, I know, I know some of us who are not, but as a whole, maybe, right? But um, can you ask the girls... Uh, ask Naomi how often she goes heavy because she's bench pressing five days a week. So can you ask her the intensity? Uh, au niveau de ton intensité, Nono, est-ce que t'es lourd uh, sur chaque uh, entraînement? Um, non, on essaye de varier. Certains entraînements sont un peu plus légers que d'autres. Um, not, not, not so much. It's variable intensity yeah. in each. Uh, in its training. Yeah, I would guess so. In, in front of the deadlifts, because deadlifting twice a week, is one deadlift heavier and the other deadlift is quite a bit lighter and that's why she could do that? Genre, uh, can you repeat, please? Um, because she deadlifts twice a week, is one deadlift day heavier and the other deadlift day is just less weight and that's why she could do that? Il te demande par rapport à, par exemple, ton deadlift, est-ce que tu as un jour où c'est... Um... Super, enfin super lourd et puis un autre jour ça va être euh, ton deuxième délit, ça va être moins lourd du coup. Non, c'est deux variantes différentes. Du coup, il y a un sumo et un conventionnel. Ah. ah, it's not about intensity. It's a, she has one sumo pull and one conventional one. Got you. Sounds good. And how about Samantha? Because I'm sure everybody's wondering what the hell is this 17-year-old doing that makes you so damn strong. <laughs> Du coup, il me demande ce que je fais. Ouais, euh... que tu fais par ouais. rapport au, au, à tes entraînements. Ok, alors du coup, j'ai euh, un, un SBD dans la semaine. Donc le lundi, je fais les trois mouvements. Euh... One SBD, fair week. Voilà, un jour de bench only. Et ensuite, euh, ouais, squat bench, deadlift bench, les deux autres jours. Euh, je fais, du coup, euh, je fais peu de variations. Mais, euh, peu ouais. de variations peu d'accessoires mais j'en pratique quand même ouais, selon mes besoins euh, du moment ok so one SBD per week one uh, bench and deadlift one squat bench and one only bench wow so it looks like all three of you are international level lifters winning worlds Europeans you know world records and all three of you have different programming 
Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like there's no there's no right and wrong right and wrong way to do it, basically. Yeah. I, mean, I agree with that. I think like programming is very personal. Mm. Like it depends on the athletes, it depends uh of lots of things and you can't like my program if i give it to nomi or sam maybe it, it won't work as much as it's worked for me mm. and if i do the same at samantha maybe it won't work for me so yeah it, i think it's very personal thing and it makes you wonder like if you do go to a coach and they're just giving you a template because it probably worked for their other athletes now you realize like you got to think about your coach then because it's yeah. It won't work for everybody. And if, if the coach isn't uh, asking you for your numbers and checking up on your number training numbers, what are they making these decisions with? How do they know it's good working for you? Yeah, I think Stamplants works for for a short time with some kind of people. Uh, when you are a beginner, yeah. I think it works. But as soon as you reach some kind of levels, it's it won't work anymore and you have something you need something specific and personal i think and that's when you got to start like collecting the data on yourself what worked for me yeah what happens and it takes time it won't happen right away like it's like what if i add in another squat day oh that worked what if i add in another yeah my my, my coach didn't want at first he was like three squat is already like a lot and i was I want a f I want another one. I love squat and yeah. I feel great and and we try it and it works. So yeah. we keep it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> what does Samantha do any ac accessory stuff or is it just SPD stuff? Uh, now she told me that she she do a little a little bit of extra accessories when she need it. Only when she feel like she need it. Wow, and that's also eye opening. Some coaches. They like a lot of accessories. I've had people on where they like accessories, but you guys are, it's a little different. You know, it's interesting because people were asking me when I was having you guys on, what are they doing in France that you guys are killing it like you guys are killing it? And the answer is, fucking, it's all different. You know, like there is no, <laughs> yeah, there is but no. It, it's funny because I have this question too, like, oh, what you do, blah, blah. And I'm like, I just do squat, bench, and deadlift. And I think if you want to be good at squat, just do squat. What you got to do things different. Like people think if they do bigger and squat or they do press, things like this, they're going to be good on squat. But it's totally different. It's not the same um, the same movement. So yeah. it's the same lift. So um, yeah, I'm more into... You want to do something and you want to be good at something. And I, I play piano, for example. And um, if you want to play this song, you don't go to play another song who looks like the song. Yeah. No, you just play this song and yeah. and do it and do it again until you can reach it. So um, it's the same philosophy for me on on SPD. You know, it's like that's interesting. I, I just recently read a quote, and it was something like mastering or getting to the highest level is a lot simpler than people think everyone wants to do very complex training kind of like you said where they have all this assistance exercises or extra stuff they do it works for music it works for your job you do all this background stuff extra thinking this is going to get ahead when this quote said basically pick your just a few disciplines and do them daily and see how much more you get and if you spread yourself out and you're doing too much and you're only doing those specific disciplines once every few days, we have all this other stuff going on. Just pick those three disciplines you want 
and do them as much as possible and see what happens. It's it's consistency as opposed to yeah, I, variety. I really agree with that. I really, really agree with that. Yeah. Cool. And um, so here's a question that I asked you last time. I always ask people whenever I have them on the show. When everything is said and done and they're looking back at their careers, how do they want to be remembered? La question, c'est quand on arrêtera le powerlifting, etc., comment on aimerait que les gens se souviennent de nous Alors, je ne sais pas s'il y en a une de vous qui me vient. Oui, je suis en train de réfléchir à la I think I just want to be remembered like a good person. That's all. <laughs> Because I think um, what people remember, it's not how much you lived or things like this. I really think that you impact people with emotion. And uh, if you are a good people, a good person. Um, yeah, I think it's that. <laughs> how, how about you, Samantha? When you're done... And you look back and you're talking to people and your family and friends. How do you, how do you hope that powerlifting remembers Samantha Eugene? Comment tu... Ouais, pose la même question à toi. Comment t'aimerais qu'on se souvienne de toi? Like a good and strong person. Oh, wow. Not said. I think you're already there. How about, how about you, Naomi? Euh, je sais pas, je dirais comme euh, une personne, euh, j'aimerais en fait euh, donner pas un message d'espoir, mais en disant qu'en étant débutant, en n'ayant fait aucun sport, on peut quand même arriver au niveau, donc avoir euh, donné de la motivation aux gens, être inspirante pour les gens. Um, she wants to be remembered like someone inspiring, uh, like um, she was not into sport and she came out and she just become a strong powerlifter in international platform, uh, like to give hope to people, and motivation. Here, and here's something, and I'm going to try not to get fucking emotional again, God damn it. But, Jack, remember when we you first came on the podcast, Leah, and you were telling your story, and it was an impactful story. And you've been, you've been to like dark places, and you've been on the high places too now. And knowing... Like just, it hasn't even been a year since we first talked. The way like yeah. people look at you now, and there's a quote I remember reading where if you could carry yourself a certain way, it's be the person you needed when you were younger. You know what I mean? Like be that person that when you needed somebody, you're that person. And when you hear people like Samantha talk like that and you realize what you're doing with your legacy and your story, How was that? God damn, I'm gonna start crying right now. Oh shit! I want you to cry too. Oh wow! What are we doing? So, what are we doing? But, but it hasn't even been a year. It hasn't even been a year. It's... Sorry. Uh, I think this is why, um, yeah, I don't even know what to say. Like, Um, yeah, I had 
when I throw back to all my story and I see who I am now, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to forget this person because he makes me, he makes me the person I am today. And when people reach to me, like I can inspire them. And I remember that person um, when I was, and I was, I, I needed someone to inspire me too, because I was in like so dark places, as you tell. And there is people who reach me about autism, um, asking me uh, how I handle it, etc. And because they need someone too, and I'm like, I <laughs> see it's too much sometimes. I just like. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> because yeah, <laughs> it's intense, man. But it's like, um, Frank, man, that's what keeps us. It's it's what makes people special, right? Is that like when you look out there, you could draw inspiration from other people, and that's something that's unique when you're human. Is like when we when we do our thing, sometimes you got to think about the way you carry yourself. Just like when I talked about Alex, it wasn't even on the smaller end. When I talk about the guy I looked up to, it wasn't it wasn't like I was in a crazy dark place even. It was just, I'm nervous and I'm scared. And I just think about, well, what would he do? And how does he carry himself? And I just start doing that. And then it helps me through. And it's from easy stuff like that to real difficult times. When I read autobiographies of athletes and other people, and I read some of their stories, I draw inspiration being like, man, that was, if they could do this, I could do that. Or like, I'm not the only one in these certain situations. As people, we it means a lot to see other people go through things. You know what I mean? That's what makes us strong and braver. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm sorry. Who, I'm, who I'm too emotional right now. Who knew? Last time we talked and I asked you how you want to be remembered, it hasn't even been a year. Look at how many, how much impact you made to like different people. Now we got Samantha Eugene's popping up from France, ruining people's day. <laughs> you know, humbling men around the world. So who knows, man? Who knows in, in 20 years from now, when you look back, what, you, what good you could have done? Yeah. Is, um, is there anybody, before I let you guys go, and first off, thank you guys for coming on here, uh, telling your story, and I'm so grateful because I know like English speaking media, we don't always get these opportunities. And thank you, Leah, for being like stepping up and saying, I will translate. Uh, I try, I try to do my best. <laughs> uh, you did good. Hey, you did good. It couldn't happen without you. They couldn't yeah. tell their story without you. Thank right? you. And um, before I let you guys go, so is there anybody that they want to thank? Number one. And number two, how can people follow them to continue to follow them in terms of their journey? Euh, du coup, est-ce qu'on a quelque chose à dire avant de partir Est-ce que quelqu'un qu'on a remercié Et comment on peut nous suivre du coup sur nos réseaux euh, Moi, j'ai rien d'autre à ajouter. Je voulais juste euh, bah, remercier euh, Ryan pour, euh, bah, pour le podcast parce que c'était vraiment cool. Et c'est pas forcément évident quand on parle pas anglais d'être invité dans d'autres, euh, dans, dans des médias qui ne parlent plus anglais. Donc, euh, merci beaucoup parce que c'est la première fois que ça arrive pour moi, en tout cas pour moi. Euh, Attends, non, non, je reste. Pour... <rire> <C 'est... rire> 
She's very thankful to you because, as you say, it's not easy for French uh, people or I think Europeans actually um, to get into uh, English media. Um, and it's the first time for Naomi that she is reached by uh, so huge English media. So she's very thankful to you. Thank you. And, uh, to the... What's your Instagram if people want to follow her? Um, <laughs> it's Noemi Alabert. <laughs> Noemi Alabert. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and how about Samantha? Who does Samantha want to thank? And how do people follow her if they want their day ruined and humble? Ouais. Donc, euh, comme Noémie, je voudrais remercier Ryan euh, de nous avoir permis du coup de nous exprimer, même si c'est très peu, <rire> euh, sur ce podcast. Et euh, ouais, franchement, c'est pas évident. Quand on parle pas anglais, c'est pas évident. Là, j'étais pas forcément super à l'aise. J'ai pas pu dire euh, bah, tout ce que tout ce que je voulais dire forcément, mais je vais apprendre l'anglais. <rire> je vais revenir. <laughs> so she's going to learn English because she wants to come back <laughs> in podcast um, and she wants to be thankful to you uh, because as the same as Noemi, like it's not easy when you don't speak English. Um, so yeah, thank you to you. Perfect. And her Instagram handle? Uh, uh, C'est ton, ton Insta, Sam. Curly Monster. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> the curly monster. I love it. I love her Instagram handle. It's so amazing. All right, listen. It's thank a you game. That's right. What's that, sorry? It's a word game. It's a, yes. Yeah. Like, uh, you can explain if it's the cœur. Yeah. So, uh, curly, it's in English like curly hair. Yeah. But the way she writes it, cœur, it's hurt. Oh, wow. No, this is, uh, this yeah, wordplay. Word She's got a wordplay like M&M in there. I got you. Yeah. Okay, I got you. Listen, thank you very much, guys. Um, we're running it on an hour 45. This is an amazing podcast. Thank you, Thank Leah. you. Thank you, Leah. Thank I didn't, you. I didn't think that shit was going to get so emotional. I got to go freaking yeah. leave for a minute. <laughs> Holy moly. Thank you so much. But we will keep in touch. And I hopefully I see you guys in Belarus. If not, I hope so. we'll, we'll keep in touch. We'll talk on social media anyways. Good luck, the train. All right. Bye. 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 See you. And there it is. Listen, anybody who um, doesn't know Leah's story when we're talking about there, double back, listen to her episode, and, and you're going to hear she had, I mean, she had some dark places. She grew up. She has autism. Um... So her family didn't know when she was growing up why she felt different. She didn't know why she felt different. Went into some dark places, had moments where she had expressed on the other episode, you know, it's dark as suicidal moments for a young lady who doesn't know why she feels the way she feels. Doesn't know why she acts the way she acts. And then her, her family can't even help her out. And um, very, very difficult for her to go through those dark times and then to turn it around, find powerlifting, which is strengthening both emotionally and, and, and physically as well, obviously. So when she told her story, and this was last year on that podcast episode, to turn that around less than a year later and to be breaking IPF world records and having people who look up to her like they do and being a source of inspiration, it's fucking wild, man. It's wild. That's why be careful how you carry yourself when you're out there because people are watching. 
Just keep that in mind if you take anything from this. Hopefully you liked it. I will post uh, snippets of this, these clips as well as the audio if you want to download the audio and listen to it again. And um, there you go. Six-pack lap it at the, the French girls. Till next time, peace.